from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. I'm uh, looking forward to a big weekend of shows. I'm going to be at Pfizer Forum Friday yeah. for Eric Church. He's okay, doing two shows right. there. Two nights, right? Yeah, right, two right. nights. And then you got on Sunday, Mumford & Sons playing at Pfizer Forum. Right. And then the one that's really interesting to me uh, is Mata Hoople playing at the Miller High Life Theater on Monday, April 1st. Forgot my six-string razor in the sky. Now, this is a really big deal. This is the first tour in 45 years for Mata Hoople. First U.S. tour in 45 yeah. years, exactly. And probably the last, because Ian Hunter, right. the lead guy, he's like 80. Yeah, and, he's, right. and I interviewed him for the Journal Sentinel. He said this would be the last. What's interesting is that this, they're only doing eight dates. They're not going to, like, L.A. They're not playing, you know, Houston or Phoenix. But they are playing Milwaukee. They're kicking off this right. tour in Milwaukee at the Miller High Life Theater, and they actually played that venue when it was the Milwaukee Auditorium 45 years ago. Yeah, they seem to have some pretty cool history with our city. So 45 years ago, in the same room, they're playing here in the city of Milwaukee, and you told me it was quite a big production. Yeah, it actually made uh, front-page news uh, in, in Milwaukee, which is, you know, that doesn't happen too often for, you know, for rock shows. Right. But it was in the front page of the Milwaukee Journal. And that's because this band, like, when they were playing here in 74, there was kind of a lot of heat behind them. And Columbia Records, uh, through this promoter, uh, Charlie Fain, local promoter, they actually sponsored a party at the Fister Hotel, uh, which is kind of like a great Gatsby-themed sort of party. Super cool. Where they had, you know, a magician, and they had an open bar, and the band was there as well, and all this kind of stuff. So that was like an after show. And then the show itself, yeah, they, uh, you know, they packed the place, like 6,000 people were there. And again, front page news is pretty wild. And it's wild that they're here, again, with only eight U.S. dates. Uh, who got them to hear the city of Milwaukee? This is really cool. Yeah, so uh, the, the story is it was Peter Jest, who owns Shank Hall. He's the promoter, the local promoter for yep. this show. So um, Peter does promotion uh, as well. And uh, one of the things he's kind of been specializing in the last few years is bringing in artists to Milwaukee um, who haven't been here in decades. Sure. So like, so he's got this side hustle ACG, and he kind of brings all yeah. sorts of different things to different venues that are not Shake Hall. Yeah, and he works with like, you know, like John Prine. He's been working right. with him for years and years and yes. years. So when, when John Prine comes to town, it's basically him kind of bringing John Prine to town, uh, which is great. Uh, but yeah, he specialized in these kind of bookings. He, he's been in Milwaukee like all his life, yeah. and he knows Milwaukee concert history, and he knows who hasn't been here in a while. So he has kind of this bucket list of artists that haven't been here that would be really cool to bring back. So he brought Leonard Cohen here. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if anyone ever expected Leonard Cohen to play back no, again. But we he played, didn't. <laughs> he played one of his final shows here in Milwaukee, and it was uh, you know great reviews for that. Uh, Patty Smith came just, a couple years was, ago, yeah, just recently, yeah, yeah, and that was like her first show in Milwaukee, and like. 40 years almost, basically. Um, he's done the same with like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, yep, yep. Uh, with, with Culture Club. And then he also did it with Mott the Hoople. Um, he's a fan of Ian Hunter's. He's been doing Ian Hunter shows in, in Milwaukee yeah. uh, since like 83 yeah. as a promoter. So, um, you know, he noticed that on uh, Ian Hunter's site, he mentioned there's going to be this Mott the Hoople reunion tour in the UK. And they said U.S. date's coming soon. He called the agent and he said, I'd love to get a date and when they come to the U.S. Uh, and the agent's like, we have one more date left, April 1st. Bingo. And Peter Jess is like, how much? And within 10 minutes, he had the show. Right on. Yeah. So that show is April 1st, Miller High Life Theater. This is going to be a really special, literally once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me because, as you said, they're not going to go back on tour again. This is going to be the end. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be really cool. So we'll have uh, I have a story at jsonline.com, kind of advanced story about, how, about that old show with some old photos yeah. and things like that and how this came together. I'll be reviewing that as well, so check back to the site and to the paper for the review. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. 
A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. If you're one of those mother who likes to yell, step into the lobby when I get quiet. <laughs> That's a direct quote from John Mellencamp. From uh, Was that from your review of the show? Yeah, so John Mellencamp <laughs> played at the Riverside Theater um, in February, and he said that pretty early in the night because it was a full band most of the night, but he did some kind of acoustic things as well. When he said that, there were a lot of laughs, but I think it worked because it was quiet when he got when he was just him on the acoustic guitar. <laughs> Wasn't a lot of talking. This is something that I've been thinking about yeah, um, because you, you, I've gone to a couple acoustic shows yep, yep. and um, you know, it's gotten some attention and some discussion and debate about kind of proper etiquette at acoustic shows when it comes to like talking right, and, right, and right. intrusions on the sound and things like that. Um, so I think something that's been uh, that kind of got a lot of attention was I did a review for Neil Young in January. Where uh, he played in Milwaukee, it was a really cool thing. It was just him, small tour, him and a guitar. Yeah, it was that like was five it. dates, yep. and it kicked off in Milwaukee, and it was a really good show. But uh, for me, I was extremely irritated. I just couldn't. I, I usually can tune out people when they're talking during sure, shows, sure. but during that show, all I could hear was just these people just being like, "Chatty, chatty, 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 woo, woo, woo. Neil, yeah," right. just right. talking and all this stuff throughout the show. He's like alone on acoustic guitar. There's not much sound, and yeah. anytime you hear like a little wow. It yeah. just like it just robs the magic of it. So that was kind of a big focus on my review, and it got a lot of attention, a lot of talking points. And in the wake of that, John Mellencamp mentioned that at his show, and then Aaron Lewis from Stained, he did right. an acoustic show at the yes. Rave, and he got a lot of attention because he actually cussed out an audience in Oklahoma City and told them to shut the f up and right. stormed off stage before he even finished the show because he was so annoyed that they were talking so much. And that's why we reviewed it, honestly, because <laughs> what is he going to say that in Milwaukee? Scandalous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, it, it's just something I think that uh, – there's been talk about, like, phones and stuff at concerts. Right, okay. But I, think, so, but I think we should talk about, like, you know – Proper etiquette at acoustic shows, and well, this, this is an issue. I think it's a problem. We well, you've already mentioned a couple of things. So, okay, there, there's. Let's start with point bullet point one. Ding, talking. Right, talking to your neighbor. Talking, um, you know, like you're in a bar and it's just a chatty conversation. Like, well, that's something I think we can all agree is just like, hey, you paid money to see a live performer. You should focus your attention on the performer and respect the others next to you who paid money as well to be at the show. That one's a pretty easy one to get to, right? Yeah, I and mean, Neil, and I mean, these are expensive tickets, especially like Neil Young. Right. It's really expensive. Right, right. So, okay, let's go to point two. Ding! Hooping and hollering. Now, that one is actually a trickier one because the truth of it is that for I'm assuming, and I might be wrong, but my assumption is the guy who's out there going, woohoo, Neil Young, I love you. This guy is so elated, is so excited that he can't help but enjoy himself and probably, let's be honest, intoxicated because this is the city of Milwaukee, um, which is another point we'll bring up in a couple yeah, moments on the right. podcast. But but um, I want to think about like, okay, so how do we, I mean, how do you turn around and sell someone like, hey, stop enjoying yourself so much? Yeah, I think that's an issue. And, you know, I, from when I wrote the Neil Young review, for instance, right. I mentioned like that makes sense for people to cheer when they hear the first notes of a song. It makes sense for people to cheer when when he starts, you know, the, the end of a chorus when there's sure. a break, there's a break, or you know, when, when he sings the first lines. But what, like, deep into the song where he's just kind of saying something randomly, and they just like, yeah, right, right. you know, it's just so irritating, and it just. You know, I, I read a, a Facebook comment that was like, you know, you're making it like about you, and it really shouldn't yeah, be about you. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so 
But yet Facebook is a place where it's all about the individual. This yeah. is a, this is this is the time we're living in where everybody yeah. is their own yeah. brand. You right. know, everyone yeah. is their own version of their celebrity that they wanted to be. Right. Uh, so the truth of it is, I mean, I'm only playing devil's advocate here, but can we fault these jerks for being jerks in the sense that we've <laughs> given them a platform to well, feel no, entitled to be no, such No, I mean, a that's jerk? the thing. I mean, that's kind of why I wrote the review because I was hoping it would kind of be a wake-up call to some people who weren't necessarily thinking about right, it too much. right, right. I was really irritated, and then I, a lot of people around me were really irritated, and you know, just it's something that I felt like needed to be addressed. All right, so here's the final point. Ding, we're talking about alcohol consumption because I really want to bring that up. We've talked about this where it's, uh, it's a part of our culture here in Milwaukee. We're not gonna, you know, avoid the elephant in the room. Uh, overconsumption is a serious thing. It has, for me, ruined shows where people are. Again, doing all the things we've described, and it's terribly obvious that had they not been drunk, they would not be being so obnoxious. Sure. And we talked a little bit about Jim Gaffigan's concert or his performance at the Pfizer Forum when it first opened. Cutting off beer sales before Jim went on. Yeah. And how there's obviously strategy involved in that. Mm -hmm. And this is a comedian, right? So heckling and, you know, all that is, I mean, you think about acoustic shows versus comedy. Yeah. where there's nothing in between the pauses, right? It's right. just complete silence. Um, do we, as patrons, you know, like, wh where where is that balance then, too? Because some folks are like, I want to get out. Tonight's my night to get out, and I'm going to have as many beverages as I want. But then, again, there's this, like, I don't know. Some people are feeling like, yo, man, you're, 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 consumption your overzealousness is actually ruining my good time yeah no and i i think that makes sense i think it's something that maybe and you know in the gaffigan case i think it was a case of gaffigan's people kind of saying that and it might ultimately come down to artists saying you know we you know as part of the deal with a venue like right. we want to cut off the sales of alcohol at this time yes but i think it's something that to strongly consider i mean the, the gaffigan show um the crowd was really into it it was really good laughs i didn't hear a lot of chatter a lot of distractions What's interesting is I saw Kevin Hart there at the arena, right. arena yeah, a couple yeah. weeks before, and I was sitting where it was kind of, you know, I was a few rows down from a food court, and, you know, the, the, it's curtained off and everything, but I still heard all these people talking in the food court. Well, curtains don't stop. The right, and there are people out there just eating, you know, eating food, talking, yeah. getting drinks at the bar. I mean, and, and possibly if those sales had, had been cut off earlier for that, that wouldn't have been so irritating because right. that was really distracting and irritating at that show, too. And I imagine if they had cut off the Neil Young drink sales before, you know, during the, the intermission, right? Uh, they probably wouldn't, the crowd, you know, I think they would have been an excited crowd and they should be an excited crowd. But of course. it was just like for the whole first hour, it was just kind of this constant little, you know, interrupted yeah. explosions of cheers yeah. and song requests and all this kind of stuff. Sure, right. And it's right, just really yeah. irritating to, you know, you're there for Neil Young. You're not here to hear some guy yell, you know, play this, you know. Um, oh. So, Piet Levy, obviously not a club DJ, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, you know, with the Aaron Lewis show, too, I mean, uh, I saw that I, I have a review of Jason Online, and there were people talking throughout the kind of show, and he was yeah. still irritated in Milwaukee. It didn't end like it did in Oklahoma City. It still ended pretty well, and the crowd was still into it, but there was talking throughout it, you know, it was, and... Uh, the bars are open throughout it. So I think that kind of, you know, you know, there were some tense moments where he seemed a little bit irritated. Of course. Yeah. Well, and then I guess the final thing I would think on this is then it behooves the artists and their, uh, their people, whatever that is, their booking agency, their management, the whole thing to think about what is the venue you're playing in. 
because this is no offense to anybody at the rave, not the first place I think of when I want to see an unplugged show. Right. No, you know sure. what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like by nature, I want to stand up. I want to hold a plastic cup of beverage. I want to expect that I'm going to spill a third of that beverage on my shoes. Yeah. You know, like that's just how my mind goes yeah. into going into the place like the rave. But when I'm sitting at the Miller High Life Theater, sometimes, you know, I would be definitely kind of like, whoa, bro, my wife and I just spent, you know, couple weeks of grocery money to sit here yeah and you're just hooping and hollering over this amazing unplugged performance yeah and i think the rave did a pretty good job where they put in like rows of seats and aaron lewis uh, has played that venue many many of times course. over the years oh, yeah so that kind of plays into why he played there again i think that makes some sense and it's weird i mean you know um you know the neil young show is like two thousand people there and there was some annoying crowds um i'm thinking about like the bonavere show at the bradley center had, oh, like fifteen thousand, and that crowd i mean you could hear a pin drop all night it was wild so it's just it's just interesting to kind of see how certain fan bases will react mm -hmm. to, to musicians. But I think it kind of comes down to people are excited about the experience. And I think, you know, maybe a message like what John Mellencamp said, it was kind of funny but also serious. It kind of helped, you know, get that out there in the open, like yes. don't do this. Um, Neil Young didn't really – Neil Young said something kind of passive-aggressive. He's like, I can't hear my tuning with all that talk. You know, and, and you know, it wasn't a very direct kind of like yep. thing, like t kiss off like Mellencamp did. And Mellencamp did it with kind of a sense of humor, which I think helped. Of course. And Aaron Lewis has, came off just kind of grumpy, like just stuck right. yelling. You know, and he Respect just, my art, says yeah. the guy of the hard, the lead <laughs> right. singer of the hard rock band. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Um, so that could also help too. And then, again, you know, it's a different audience. So I could Absolutely. see a hard rock stained audience kind of being a little bit more, yeah, let's do this. You Absolutely. Know? Um, but I as think opposed to Bonavere fans who apparently fans are, are, are happy yeah. with silence. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll see <scene>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, it'll, it'll depend crowd to crowd, basis by basis, right. case by case basis. But, uh, you know, I think it's just something to bear in mind. Like, if you're going to these shows, please be quiet. Please try not to drink so much. Uh, I hope venues would, would strongly consider cutting back on alcohol sales. I think that really helped too. Some sort of advanced statement or signs yeah. up, stuff yeah. like that. I think that just will help. It'll help make the experience better. You don't have to be just lip sealed the whole time, but man, right. just try to avoid the outbursts a little bit. Let people enjoy the music more. Words of wisdom from my friend, Pete Levy. Tapped In is brought to you by you, our members. Kenny Perez is our producer, and we get our handcrafted sonic inspiration from our friends at the License Lab. Of course, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find it at JS Online. You can find it at RadioMilwaukee.org. And, you know, it's just make it easy for yourself. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for Tapped In. We will see you next time for Tapped In. <laughs>